1: Love Talk Radio
2: Join the conversation on the Ask Sharifa AMA Ask Me Anything, where Sharifa Hardy and expert guests answer your questions. Press 1 to join the conversation, where we discuss your favorite topics from love, family, politics, career, business, intuition, spirituality, and more. To be a guest on the Ask Sharifa AMA or for advertising opportunities, visit our website at AskSharifa.com. And now your host, Sharifa Hardy. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Ash Sharifa AMA. You're joining us on the Monday episode, and do we have some fun lined up for you today. But before we get started, we want to ask you to do what we always ask you to do, and that's to tell a friend that Ash Sharifa AMA is live on the air, so you want to post it to your Facebook, tweet it out. Text a friend, let everyone know that Ash Sharifa AMA is live because friends don't let friends miss out on the Ash Sharifa AMA. So if you're listening to the show on your computer and you'd like to join the conversation, feel free to give us a call at 563 999 3603. Again, that number is 563 999 3603. And if you're listening to the show on your phone and you have a question or a comment for today's guest, please feel free to press one. And so today on this beautiful Monday morning, we are speaking to the wonderful Tude Box Roe. Good morning, Roe. How are you?
1: I am fine. How are you, Sharifa? So good to talk to you again. I know, I know. We had you on on a show years ago, and that was fun. So
2: having you on today's show, I know we're definitely going to have a lot of fun, but... In addition to just fun, we're going to be discussing personal empowerment through entertainment. And you are someone who is an outspoken artist making music to help every person succeed. You combine combine powerful grab-you-out-of-your-seat music with my alternative lyrics in in an eclectic mix of life-changing songs. (laughs) So <laughs> say know, that say yeah. that six times fast. I, know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get through it once. It was
1: good. I love the vlog, but it, you know, little tongue twisters there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now you know, back back when I was a kid, um, music made us feel good. It, you know, you'd listen and you'd dance and you'd be happy, and it was. And it made you feel good. And I heard a story that when I was six months old, I was sitting on my grandma's lap uh, trying to sing along with a South Pacific song, Happy Talk, and mm-hmm. talk about things you, you'd like to feel. And then the first song I sang in public was What the World Needs Now is Love. You know, and fast so forward welcome. to my my career now. <laughs> You were gonna say? Was
2: just,
1: it's I all was about listening. it's all about choosing entertainment that makes you feel good. And I think it was about mm-hmm. the '80s, just from my own personal line of reference. It was about the '80s that songs started really bringing out the worst in people. A lot of the stuff that went on the radio over and over and over again was anger and frustration and and codependent relationships and all that kind of stuff. And and instead of, I mean, and it's good to address uncomfortable emotions because a lot of people like to stuff them. And when you stuff uncomfortable emotions, they usually come out in other ways that are more damaging. Sometimes it's health. Sometimes it's psychosis. You don't want to stuff uncomfortable emotions. You want to express them. But the thing about entertainment is, especially in songs, people listen to that over and over and over again, and they sing the words, and when people listen to things over and over again they start thinking those things over and over again they speak those things over and over again and then they become embedded in our consciousness is what we believe so where I certainly believe in addressing uncomfortable emotions and resolving them and songs are a great way to do it I like to have the songs that Address the uncomfortable emotions, but leave the people feeling a little bit better when they're done. Give them a way to work through it. Things, other positive thoughts you can think. And that's where my music is different in that I deal with some of the very upsetting emotions, and then I try to leave people feeling a little better after listening, giving them some thoughts that they can they can think about and, 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 and improve themselves. And I think that if people would just take one step and start, examining the entertainment that they consume and understand that they are consuming entertainment. And often commercial entertainment is designed to help people consume more. We all have to have the greatest car. we got to have all this money. We've got to have all this. So we're consuming this stuff that's telling us we're not good enough. And what do we think? Well, we think we're not good enough. So what do we do? We buy a lot of products that make them you know, look better, feel better, sound better. And in reality, we're just—it's a never-ending cycle because it's—it's it's never going to be resolved until we resolve whatever the issues are within us. So, I—I—I—I've I've always loved making music that makes me feel better. The stuff that I can identify with, the things that mean something to me in my life, and I would sing them over and over and over again before I wrote them when I was just a kid, and then I started writing my own, and that, of course that directly addressed whatever I was thinking about, and. It's 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 almost like a prescription. If I if I'm if I'm having a day that I, 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 pick out some of the songs that address kind of how I'm feeling, and I put them in a little playlist, and I just listen to the playlist and sing along, and it it, it makes me feel better. What are
2: some of the the top songs on your playlist that make you feel better?
1: Well, well, one song that I use when when things are going crazy and I just don't understand where do I fit in here, Uh, I got a couple songs for that. But one of the songs, uh, one of my slower songs, it's, it's actually a prayer. It's called Surrender. And when I'm feeling frustrated and when I'm feeling like I don't have a handle on what I need to do, I will listen to the song Surrender. Now, Surrender, that song, was inspired by a reading uh, of the Gosp- uh, of the Gnostic Bible, where the uh, book about where Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. Now, the one thing that was different in the Gnostic Bible that was in, than I noticed in the canonized Bible that I read before is that in the Gnostic Bible, Jesus said, to say it differently every time, but have it go something like this: Our Father who art in heaven da 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 da. Well. I looked at the the prayer and the kind of the structure of the prayer and I kind of followed the structure of the prayer when I was writing the lyrics but our father who art in heaven doesn't really mean anything to me so what means something to me is infinite wisdom that which I am lead me to wholeness as i fit in your plan and I was inspired to write "Surrender," and so it's just kind of a meditative song that I listen to to kind of help center or meditate and when I'm a little bit more feisty. Um, I, I have a song called an, uh, "Into the Dream," which is also it's a it's a rock version of the of a prayer too. And it was like I bought into the dream, trusting only you know myself, um, and then here it is, and I'm doing all this stuff and. Now the dream doesn't seem to be working for me. And uh, so that's a good expression one, too. And those are two two of the prayers I have. Um, Sometimes when I'm, like, into my advocism mode, (laughs) my advocate mode, we the people, you know, we the people, um, new paradigm. These songs are about what I see, what I've always believed our world can be. I saw it in my mind a long time ago, and I knew that I was here to to help make a change. I just had no idea how. And um, and, and I and I think this little niche here, just getting people to focus on what it is they're listening to and what, what what kind of entertainment they're consuming, and make a conscious choice, can be used in in any toolbox for personal growth. I mean, you have the law of attraction, right? This fits right into the law of attraction. The law of attraction is. You know, put in your mind what you want. Don't dwell on the negative. I mean, you know, it's there's more to the law of attraction than just like, oh, I'm going to sit here and believe that I'm going to get $7 billion in my mailbox, and it's going to No, it's not going to happen like that. That's wishful thinking. You know, the law of attraction is all about intention. It's not thoughts. I mean, thoughts help. Thoughts, you know, thoughts are electric Energy, and, and and although science can't really explain it yet, they can be shared. But emotions are the magnet. Emotions are magnetic. Emotions are what draw people to you. I mean, have you ever been in the, you walked into a room, and, and you walk in, and everybody turns around, and everybody smiles because you brighten everybody's mood? I'm sure you have, right?
2: That That tends to happen to me quite often. <laughs> I kind of get used to it.
1: So – what happens when you're feeling icky?
2: The people don't re- don't respond in the same way. They they, exactly. they don't look towards me.
1: Exactly. Now that's one of the you've got a strong energy. Okay, you've got a strong energy that that you share with other people. That's why you've been so successful in all of your endeavors and in 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 ways that really matter. Right? Success. On touching people's souls and 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 bringing people into a, a better state of mind, you've been successful because of your energy. And if you're at all like me, and you're not feeling that beautiful, wonderful feelings, maybe you're bummed out about something or nervous about something. Yeah, that's when I stay inside. <laughs> that's when I stay inside because, because because that same energy that can brighten a room when I walk in, well, it can also draw the shades if I'm not in a good mood. And if I'm not in a good yes. mood, that energy passes to everybody and they don't respond to me as as nicely. You know, there's something I call vacation mentality. That you know how when you go on vacation and you you're rested, you get your first 3 days out, you now you're, you're you're starting to relax and you go out, you know, you go to the the play, the breakfast buffet and everybody there is nice and you Strike up a conversation and it turns out they got the same thoughts as you or the same, you know, whatever is you and you have this nice conversation and then you go to the pool and you relax and you have some fun and you take some pictures and then you go, you know, lunch, you meet some other people, everything happens and it just flows because you don't have anywhere you got to be. The whole purpose of vacation is to relax. The whole purpose of vacation is to have fun. You know, if you're in line... You know, at at the lunch counter, you don't care because you're not in a rush to get back to work. So, everything just happens smoothly. Everything just happens perfectly. You brighten everybody's days. They think you're wonderful. Why? Because you're in that state of mind. That that's all you see. That's what you attract. That's what you create. I call it vacation mentality, and I like to be on it all the time. <laughs> so, so um, I'm going to write a song called "Vacation Mentality." I've already picked out the music. Haven't done that yet, no. but that's 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 where I mean that's that's what's so important about how you feel. That's what's so important about the law of attraction. That's what really makes the law of attraction work for you. It's not just the things you think. Thinking is only part of it. I mean, thoughts affect words and and words affect how we feel about things conversing with other people getting their opinion and how we feel about things that affects what we say to other people and who we talk to and what we talk to them about and what we do so when our intention and it's not just okay i intend to be a multi-billionaire okay if i actually feel like a multi-billionaire which I haven't made that yet, Um, things will start happening to you much more easily. So if you feel, let's just call it prosperous, okay, because prosperous is a combination of of financial wealth or, or stability and love in one's life and health and happiness and family and friends. So if you feel prosperous, everything you do reflects that. The way you walk into a room reflects that. I, a little story popped into my head just now about my mom and her husband, and um, they went to a, a, a some kind of event down in Florida, and he came up to the guy. He says, "Yep, I'm Gary from Detroit." And Gary from Detroit? Who's Gary from Detroit? He is Gary from Detroit, but he is he got the best seats. And my mom was like, how did you do that? What did you say to him? He said, I told him I was Gary from Detroit, and they gave us these seats. Well, he came in with an attitude that he was somebody special that needs to have the best seats, and he got the best seats. And I'm I'm sure you can think of examples in your own life that, that, you know, you just, beginner's luck, beginner's luck. That is, um, that's a really good example um, what we call beginner 's luck is when people have success in a career or whatever that they you know that that they it, it just happened it just happened well I think part of the success a part part of that you know part of that beginner 's luck is they don 't know they don 't know that that 's supposed to be hard they don 't know it's it it 's not supposed to be easy they don 't know that that never happens. So because, of their, because they're beginners, they don't know, they don't have all the experience that the experienced people have, and so they don't know that they're not supposed to be successful doing X, Y, or Z. And that's, I think that affects people more than we realize. The placebo effect is also another example. Um, you've got subjects taking you know a sugar pill and somebody else taking a pill that's supposed to fix X, Y, or Z. And it's amazing how in science, they discount the placebo effect. Oh, that was just the placebo effect. Well, wait a minute, you gave me a sugar pill and I got better. Why don't we bottle that up, okay? It's gonna be a lot less dangerous for people. Well, the placebo effect, they feel like they're being treated. They feel like they've got something that's going to make them better. They believe that because it's a double-blind study if it's done right, and so why not? I remember I went on some Medicine Mint a long, long time ago, and in the side effects, I read the side effects, and it said some people gain weight, some people lose weight. I said, mm, I'm going to be one of those people who lose weight because I can't <laughs> afford to gain any, <laughs> and I did. I mean, you know, it wasn't budge. It was 5 or 10 pounds, but I, I decided to take that on. You know, I decided a long time ago that I wasn't going to get old and wrinkly. You know, you know, I, I was going to keep youthful. I was going to believe youthful. And know, I know people who felt like they were old at 25. You know, but I didn't believe that. And so you can keep your vigor if it's based on what you believe. All those things are about intention and what you believe, what you feel in your heart. And you know, yeah, some sometimes things happen that we don't expect, and and that's. When the testing comes, that's that's when the time comes that you need to uh, evaluate what it is. Now, some things just happen out of the blue. That you you know the the, the one thing about the law of attraction that kind of ticks me off is that you know uh, you know hurricane victims. Well, what did you do to attract that? Okay, well it is true that some hurricane victims happen to be in the right place at the right time, and they're the one in the fifty thousand that didn't get hurt but you know sometimes things just happen and you didn't do anything to be i mean industries collapse the economy has collapsed what do you or i as an individual have to do about it you know we can just be you know what they call collateral damage of damage on the economic uh, global economic meltdown your collateral damage okay well so you know, it's not that you did something wrong or I did something wrong or we caused it because, it, no, it just happened. Yeah, yeah, we were in that place. We chose to be in that place. We ended up in that place, whatever, for whatever it is Okay, so instead of sitting there going, you know, what did I do to deserve this, um, which we all do at some point, and it, and retrospect is good. So how did I contribute to this situation? Um, that's always good, but to, to, to get – down and out thinking the universe is giving me what I deserve and I don't, des- you know, and I deserve all this stuff. And No, no, no. Law of, law of attraction is, okay, what do I do now? What do I do now? How do I get out of it? I mean, you know, 2008, global economic meltdown. How many people lost their retirements through no fault of their own? Bunches. Of- Absolutely. So. A lot of people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they hired people professionals, experts, to make sure that wouldn't happen. They even maybe bought stuff that was supposed to go against the market, or so the broker said. <laughs> I happen to be one of those. Yep, 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 I called them up. The uh, I called up my broker right after the major collapse. I had prepared for it. I didn't think it was going to be a really good thing what they were doing, so I had prepared for it, and I purchased securities that would work in opposite of the Dow. So I called this guy up as like, okay, can I retire yet? <laughs> he goes, no, collapsed, collapsed. I'm like, what do you mean you collapsed? The Dow collapsed. I should be really good. I prepared for it. I I bought securities that went opposite of the Dow, so I should be rich right now. He goes, it didn't happen that way. Of course, it doesn't happen that way too much anymore. Often anymore either. You know, no, even the experts don't know what's going to happen in the market. Okay, so you know, I prepared myself financially for what i presumed would be a collapse, you know, based on stuff i had been studying and paying attention to. Um I you know, and then still i i tried to prepare for it but it didn't work. <laughs> you know, okay, now what do i do? Yeah, now what do i do? And 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 that's i i guess that's what we all need to do, you know, and to, to that's where the law of attraction works is like, okay, what next? What do i do next? You know, okay, so, you know, you're traveling down a road, and and there's a storm, and and then, you know, after the storm, there's a tree knocked down in the middle of the road. Well, you weren't planning on that, but what do you do now? Stop and say, I can't go anywhere? No, you find a way around it. find an alternate route. You know, just move on to the next. You know, deal with the collapse and and then move around it. And I, I, you know, I think that entertainment is a um, very important part of it. It's a very important part of um creating your own reality.
2: I definitely agree. One of the things that you mentioned was that you saw a trend in the 80s with music going more towards being negative as opposed to being positive. When you saw that trend, how when where did you make the decision to create a business that um business out of it, out of the music that you were doing in order to I would I would say um compete against or not compete. That's the wrong word to, um,
1: counteract the negativity in music. That is an excellent question. And if I had it all mapped out and that was what I planned, I, that would be an ingenious plan, but I didn't. In fact, my entire music career, my entire music career is, is, is just divinely guided, um, Started back when I was six months old singing Happy Talk on Grandma. Grandma's lap. I don't remember that. You know. Why is it that the first song I chose was What the World Needs Love? I don't know, I don't know. And and then and, in and, 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 in school in in, in I rem- <laughs> I remember I was in ninth grade going in tenth grade and they had um they had auditions for the chorale, the, the, the you know, the varsity music group at the high school and I blew it off. And that, because that's after I, I realized I was told that you know it's hard to make music, it's hard to make a living in music. So why don't you go to college and get something to fall back on, something that you can always get a job in? Because you don't. Okay, so that that was that was um, mostly my dad, and he's you know, and, and and it was a very astute notice, you know. And and so what I did was I transferred – by that time, I had transferred my focus from I want to be a singer when I grow up to, okay, I'm going to be a businesswoman. I'm going to make – I'm going to get a business degree. I'll always be able to have financial stability. <laughs> so I did. Um, but my, but but I – so I had, I'm like, Mom, I'm not going, no. Chorus, you know, I'm not going to make any money singing, so I'm just going to uh, – why waste the time? And she goes – she goes, no, you got to audition. I go, no, I already missed it, and I already missed the makeup auditions. And so I wasn't going. And she just remained silent. And what I didn't know was she made arrangements with the guy with the chorus director at the high school to take me during my lunch and audition. And she told me, okay, I'm picking you up from school today. You're going from your junior high school to the high school. You're going to audition. I go, Mom! Well, <laughs> I did. And I got in. And um, so I, then I was so I was in the corral, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay." So I was in that, and then I moved around a lot. So in eleventh grade, I had moved again, and I was I, I auditioned for the uh, musical Godspell, the the High School Musical, and I had never I had always wanted to be in Jesus Christ Superstar my entire life, ever since I was about eight years old when I saw the movie. I wanted to be Mary of Magdalene and Jesus Christ superstar. I mean, that was just like my mom had the album. I sang it over and over and over again. So, high school auditions for Godspell. I'm like, okay, we'll try that. And I got in, and it was a spiritual experience for me. It was a spiritual experience. I mean, I mean, we're tears <laughs> going down at the end, and it's just like it was a spiritual experience for me, and it was wonderful. And then I went to college and I did my little thing in college. I had a singing partner, and everybody thought we were in love and we weren't and um but everybody loved it It was great i got out of school i got into the business world uh a little bit i did some like summer shows with the the young people theater and then i got a job as a management consultant traveling throughout the continent five days a week so there was no time to be in a show so i just kind of blew it off and then i got out of that and i got my mba and i was in the work world and i was in my day job my day job which is really a day job and a night job so i didn't have time so i didn't do anything and i was getting ready to move um i was getting ready i was thinking about renting a house uh because my husband and i were planning on moving out of state so i was looking in the newspaper they actually had them printed back then and off the page popped out at me jesus christ superstar auditions it popped off the page at me i'm just going through looking for housing it popped off the page. <laughs> Jesus Christ, superstar auditions. So, it was in the city next to me. It was in Gross Point. I live right next to Gross Point. It was a Gross Point theater. I'm like, I've been aud- I've been auditioning. I've been practicing for 17 years. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I go in there and of course, I knew all the songs and I auditioned. You know, okay, we'll let you know next week, right? I get invited to be in chorus. Talk about illusions shattered. That's not Mary of Magdalene. Try not to get worried. No, no, no. That's chorus. So I was shattered, but I did it anyway. Um, and of course, it was funny because I was in chorus and nobody knew. You know, nobody knew me. I wasn't part of the clique. You know, that that They had a blonde haired blue eyed, nineteen year old version as Mary. Whatever, whatever. Okay. <laughs> My um, the uh, let's see the. The dress rehearsal, the director's brother was in the crowd, and apparently he told the director, who's she? She's really good. Because, you know, I mean, you can tell by my voice, <laughs> I'm pretty much of a character. <laughs> I'm a character in real life, too. Um so I was just doing my thing and I was just I mean they 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 shot a picture of me behind stage you know before in, in in the in the overture the beginning this is just something I wanted to do all my life my heart and soul is part of this 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 musical and um and then that's when the director learned my name, and and the music director's like, "You do your really little solo, great." I'm like, "Yeah, I do whole songs pretty good too." Um, then after the show, everybody's hugging, and blah, 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 blah. and actually, we ended up recruiting my husband because they they needed some more cops. And I go, "I got a husband that does not act, does not sing, does not dance, but he looks like a cop. <laughs> you want him?" So we both we were both in there, and. Um, It was an experience. It was wonderful. I had, you know, all that time I wanted to be in that show. And then after the show and all the parties and all the love and all the hugs and all the standing ovations, they're like, okay, so Rosemarie, you're going to be in the next show? And my first question was, well, what is it? And I don't remember what they said, but I had never heard of it. And I passed. And that was 1997. And... I, I thought about it. Why am I so willing to take three months pretty much off work? I mean, not completely, but a lot. If I work night and day and all I can do, you know, and we had shows every night and, and everything, you know, and practice three times. What? Why am I willing to do this for Superstar, but I'm not willing to do this for, you know, Joe Blow Goes to Vegas or whatever, you know? And then I thought about it. This musical, the rock opera of Super Jesus Christ Superstar, and Godspell gave me the same feeling. It gave me the same feeling that spiritual experience. And I was raised Catholic. Okay, but I am not practicing. Um I'm not big on religion itself, um but I'm pretty big on spirituality and I'm so, you know, I know that Jesus Christ superstar and um, Godspell are both written out of the book of what Matthew, I think. Um and and that's the Bible that was written, you know, divinely inspired, written through man, whatever. Okay. And it doesn't really resonate with me, but the vibes did. The spirituality, the, the, that did. So I'm thinking to myself, well, what makes this different? Well, it's, it's an empowering message. It's, it's an empowering message delivered in cool music. What's the? Yeah, that's way different than the the hymns we used to sing in the Catholic Church, okay? And then I'm like, okay. And then, and I was busy doing my work, doing my work night and day, night and day, night and day. But then, I got this gnawing, this gnawing, uh, I don't know what to call it. Just I kept on. It's like you got to go put a group together. You got to put a group together. And so in like in a flash, in in, in a flash, and it was sometime after the musical, uh, Superstar, the rock opera, I got a flash and I saw, I I had a vision. I don't get visions often, you know, and I'm on no psychoactive drugs, so it wasn't that. I got a vision that popped into my head. And that vision let me know that what I wanted to do was local musical theater rock, musical theater with an inspiring message that is, um, that is uh, inspirational, spiritual, but not religious, and the reason for that is because everybody who's got a religion has got music that goes along with the religion, and people who don't consciously feel they're spiritual still need to be empowered. So I specifically in in my head I wanted it for I wanted it non-denominational I I wanted it not a religious thing but inspirational and motivational and uh, empowering and I wanted it about local issues and I wanted it about you know w- built by local people like local artists I mean I'm only in Metro Detroit I think I can find a few mm-hmm. I wanted about meaningful and then and then once I get this this one. This one part of it, then I could expand, and then every, you know, all these other cities could do the same thing, and so in my head I just got some words, and I realized that that those words were the advertisement, and so I add, and I can't remember what it was now because this was like long time ago, um, but I put together people who wanted to do this same kind of thing. I, I like for for six months it was in my head and I didn't do anything about it. Then I finally put in an ad. I put in an ad for six months. I gathered 35 people. I met them at a restaurant. That 35, you know, we talked about it. Then it went down, you know, it kept on paring down, and we ended up having the meetings at my house. There was like a dozen people, and then it filtered down, and you know, and I remember I I had an argument with one of the people in the in the planning. Oh, and they they kind of called it heaven on earth. You know, they, they they had, you know, what, what part of my advertisement said that we can create heaven on earth. And so they started calling it heaven on earth. So it was called heaven on earth. And then one of the guys said, well, what do you think about the word God in the lyrics? And now mind you, I didn't know I could write lyrics. I knew I could write poems, but somehow that didn't translate to songs. So I said, I would um, use it sparingly, if at all. Again, for the same reason. Because people have their idea of what God is, and some people embrace it and some people don't. And and the, this has got to be for people who don't embrace it as well as people who do, okay? I mean, people people who believe in God and go to church every week, that's are still going to want to come to this. And, and the people who don't believe in God aren't going to be pushed out. And the next morning I woke up with uh, heaven on earth. Can it really be true? I only know it's up to me and you. And I'm like, hmm, and it kept on going on in my head, and I go, okay. So I wrote it down, and then an hour later, the whole song Heaven on Earth came out, and I knew it was a song, but I, I'm, you know, I knew it was a song. I just um, never wrote one before, and um, so I asked these people, somebody composed me a song, somebody composed me a song. I don't play an instrument, I sing. Okay, nobody composed me a song. Uh, then the group one time nobody showed up and I'm like okay we're done we're done okay there was a reason for this and it's done I didn't want to push it I wasn't going to sit there and you know there was discussion oh we should do it for the children of this group or the, 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 the. I'm like no Let's do this for grown-ups. Okay? Let's do it for grown-ups. This is what this if you want to do it for children, go form your own group. And, and 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 that was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It kind of bummed me out a little bit, but not too bad. It was fine. I had a song. I still didn't have a composition. So, a year or two years later, I I had a medical procedure, then they gave me really really good drugs. And um, the medical procedure went by really quick and I thought I was going to go back to work and that wasn't going to happen. So I, I laid down on the bed trying to get some rest and uh, a melody came to me. That's never happened before. melody came to me. So I'm like, okay, I'm not getting any sleep. I went downstairs. I grabbed my boom box. You know, I had a boom box from the 80s. And I just, I'm like, I knew intuitively that that, composition went to that song so i sang that song into the boom box and then later on i called um a guy who used to work for me who i didn't want i didn't want him hired my husband hired him after i told him not to and the reason i didn't want him hired was because he was a rapper and I didn't listen to rap music, but that's not the reason. The reason was, how do you know about my work? How are you going to do this? How are you going to be successful? He's like, oh, he's an entrepreneur. He's already made his own album, da-da-da-da. Um, and my husband hired him anyway. Long story short, that guy uh, is a local rapper named Shane Capone. And um, he, he ended up working for us. We became friends. And then he had to quit to do a development deal with Sony in, in um, L.A., but we stayed by that time we were friends and I was definitely impressed because I'm like you can't you don't sing. <laughs> yeah, you've made an album. I can sing. So I'm making an album. If you can do it, I can do it. And uh, we we remained friends. So after he had come back from LA, I called him up. I'm like, "Hey, Shane Capone, you got to come by." And you know, we had been friends, so I had, you know, I could do that. He's like, "Okay." So then I read to him heaven on Earth. And he was like, uh, no, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's a real nice poem, Rosemarie. That's, that's a real nice poem, but that wouldn't make a good song. I'm like, okay. So I had already recorded it on my keyboard that you can record, and it's kind of an idiot-proof keyboard. You don't have to know how to actually play a keyboard to get it recorded. You know, you got to push one button, you get a chord. And, and after quite a bit of work, I actually had recorded it. So I pushed the button and I sang it to <laughs> him. Not a song my ass. Um and um and then he was he goes, Oh you need studio time, you need studio time. So I handed him a phone. I said, Call your guy. And so he called the guy, you know, 'cause you know, we were friends and he didn't want to discourage me, but he didn't want to encourage me either because that was probably two thousand four. And um he knew how it was the music industry was. Um, and so I, uh, he called this guy and the guy says, you call him back. Well, two weeks later, I called my friend Shane. Hey, Mr. Capone, when am I going to meet your producer? When am I going to meet your engineer? He's like, oh, oh, oh he hasn't called me back. So he calls him back. And I am sure, I am sure that his producer engineer did not want to be working with some middle-aged businesswoman wannabe singer. Okay. <laughs> so he told him have her show up at one of your sessions. So I go, okay, cool, I'll show up, I'll show up, when are you coming, when are you coming, when, when are you going? So I made an appointment, showed up at the, at the um, at Audio Magic uh, Studios in East Point and um, I met with Scott Sumner and uh, engineer extraordinaire and uh, he took a liking to me. So I looked at him after Shane's session and I said, how do I get some time with you? He opened a book and then the rest is history. That's when I started making. That's when I started making music and it was kind of funny. It's like I didn't didn't plan it. So my first song was Heaven on Earth because I already had that. And then the next song that popped out. <laughs> well, that song is called Do Me. I don't know if you've heard it. It's it's an oldie. Do mm-hmm. Me.
2: Yeah, well, what we yes. have to
1: do, we do have to stop for a brief commercial okay, break. Okay, well, gonna then come that back. be a good cliffhanger.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we're going to find out about me after these brief commercial breaks.
0: Are you looking for a unique way to advertise for free? Why not add your business name to the growing business directory at AskSharifa.com? It's absolutely free, and you can benefit from being part of the AskSharifa network. That's AskSharifa.com. Where else can you get free advertising for your business, increase website traffic, and generate more leads fast and easy? Don't wait. Space is limited to a first-come basis. Visit AskSharifa.com today and get listed now. When you need an expert plumber, you need JordansRooter.com. Get free estimates, 24-hour service special discounts for seniors and veterans. That's jordansrooter.com. Have a home repair or some remodeling you need done? No problem. We can handle all that too. Give us a call today at 800-300-0358. At Jordan's Rooter, we take pride in our work and always make sure to get the job done right the first time. That's jordansrooter.com. We want to be your Mr. Fix-It. Are you looking for an amazing business opportunity? Visit AskSharifa.com. Get the financial freedom you deserve. Partner with doTERRA and change lives as well as create your very own business. That's AskSharifa.com. Get products that sell and that people love using every day. Give us a call at 562-822-0965 or visit us online at AskSharifa.com. Are you ready for your financial freedom?
1: essential oils everyone is talking about it with so many options you want what works best for you at path to perfect health we make your life easier our essential oil blends are made to target the issues you're dealing with we have been promoting health and wellness with our products for over three decades visit path to perfect today and find out how essential oils can help you be healthy use the code welcome to save five dollars on your first order If
2: you are just now tuning in to Ask Sharifa AMA, you have missed the first 40 minutes of what has been a very entertaining show. So if you are listening to this show on your computer and you'd like to give us a call, call 563-999-3603. Again, that number is 563-999-3603. And if you're listening to this show on your phone and you have a question or a comment for today's show, Please feel free to press 1 to join the conversation. But we are speaking about personal empowerment through entertainment with two box row, Miss Rose Marie. You were telling us about do me. <laughs> do me,
1: baby. Um well there there was a situation um that inspired um mm, s- some of those vibrations that you know, sexual energy. Let's just call it that. Uh so I was <laughs> inspired to write this song called Do Me and I I I, I had the set of lyrics and it said, Come on, baby, do me, give it give it to me I mean it was definitely a sex song and I'm like, How am I gonna put this song on the same album as Heaven on Earth? It was my second song. <laughs> then I read it and he goes, Yeah, just Scott. By that time, he's like, you know what? Just, just, just record it. Just let's. So we'll figure it out. And so then, after I, I recorded it, it's a little hip hop song. And I remember Shane Capone. He walked into the studio that day, while one one of the days I was recording Doomy, And he's like, Wow, wow, cool beat, cool beat, cool beat. It's a hip hop beat, you know, cool beat. Wow. He goes, Wait. You're recording on this? I go, "Uh-huh,." <laughs> and mind you, this guy had used to be working for me, so that was kind of funny. But um so then I reread the lyrics, and I didn't really do this on purpose, but at, if you actually listen to the words, it's about, you know, a flirtation, and this flirtation in the song is in a bar. You know how it goes. Uh, Boy meets girl. Boy hits on girl. Girl likes it. Da, 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 da. But at the end of the song, it was like, the last line is, I guess you're not my man. And I could envision the music video where I turned around and, you know, we went our separate ways. And then I went, wait. That's kind of empowering, too. Because... Because, yes, the body has all these hormones and, you know, desires and all this stuff. But at the end of the song, I walked home alone. I went home alone. Well, that's empowering. That means to me that I don't have to give in to biological urges if they don't meet with what the rest of my life is. And I'm like, wow, that's empowering, too. Now, mind you that song and the one called Melted, the other horny song I wrote. Um that seems to make the spiritual community rather uncomfortable. <laughs> in fact I was um trying to get in uh I was trying to get in a show that was put on by a church and I will leave that church nameless. Um but <laughs> it was a non denominational church and it actually stemmed, it was an out, outshoot of one of the churches that I went to when I was a kid on Sunday, because we went to Catholic Church on Saturday. And it was, that's where I started learning concepts like um, self-hypnosis and, you know, your self-concept type thing, and, you know, the law of attraction, but they didn't have that word for it that, that back then. Um, and anyway, so I had... I had uh, applied to be in this show, and I had picked out a couple of definitely meaningful songs, like one was Surrender. Well, the guy went to my website, and the song I had playing on my website was um, called Melted, and and Melted turned out to be another sex song. Um, But in that one, as I realized later, after I analyzed the lyrics that came flowing through me, That was about, um, well, it was probably about 10, 15 years before its time because it turned out uh, about taboo relationships, you know, and, in fact, the lyrics include the word taboo. Um, And then I thought about um, I met my husband at work, and uh, when we were new, knew you know, he and I were the same level of work, so we looked in the book before <laughs> before we let anybody know and and it was okay we were allowed to date because we were at the same level of employees um, it was um oh, I lost my train of thought uh but it was it it was a taboo to 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 date somebody you work with right. Well, pff, mm-hmm. that's the only people I ever were to, only dated. That's where I met guys. I work night and day. Where am I going to meet guys? Meet guys at work. So that was a taboo. And so that song, although I didn't intend for it to be that way, it turned out that that song was about personal empowerment too. That was about society, not not letting society define who you can and can have a, can not have a relationship with. And so, the the this I didn't decide. Your question, very long answer to your question. I didn't decide to do this; it just showed up, and it started out twenty years before I even started making music, um, my own music, by me meeting my husband, who ended up hiring. I ended up partnering with, ended up hiring a guy that I told him not to hire, that that hooked me up with Scott Sumner, that really took my music to a professional level, and so. Little by little, my brand came together, and um, and and th- and that's where we have it. It put together my whole life, and then I realized that what I did in my day job is empowering too. You know, I, I do a sales day job, but um, what I do is empower my customers to make wise decisions in in the purchase of um, what they do. So. It it turned out that that, that's kind of a theme of my whole life, empowerment. And it wasn't until I started making music, um, you know, 10, 15 years ago, that I realized that, that personal empowerment is, you know, when I was 12, I remember about 12 years old, I remember I was sitting on the stairs at my house, my parents' house, and I remember it hit me, just popped into my head. That I was here to usher in the consciousness evolution of mankind in those words that's what came to me, and I didn't speak like that and um and and now, all these years later, I'm realizing and and, and an usher is not the person who's on stage they're not the main event, okay I'm just an usher. there's just a bunch of a bunch of us you're an usher, okay, a lot of us are ushers into. The, the consciousness evolution of mankind because we're, we're taking a look uh, at, at, at different things and what's right and what's not right and looking at, at things like corporate profit at any cost, okay? We're starting to realize that that's the, that's the goal of every corporation is to profit at any cost. It doesn't matter how many people you hurt or how much environment you destroy because of the externalities. It's more profitable to pay people for your violations than it is to do it right. And then there's a whole bunch of us are going no 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 corporations have a right to exist to the extent that they serve humanity not the other way around. And and of course now we're in this mess. Okay, we're in this major mess where corporate players buy our government, okay, and and, and our government does stuff that the corporate people want them to do, and they ignore the human people because human people don't spend as much money on their campaign. So, you know, little did I know it was going to take all this amount of time, and, you know, I'm, I'm just one little teeny tiny player, and, and my little message is listen to the entertainment that you're doing, and how well does that entertainment fit into your, into your personal growth Desires. And I mean, that's probably why I don't like to watch horror stories. That's why I don't want to watch that stuff. And like, if I wanted to watch war and murder and stuff, I'll turn on the news. I don't want that in my. Con- oh, news. News is entertainment. News is entertainment. News is entertainment directed by, you know, six companies in the world and all those interlocking boards of directors. Or we have programming that is designed to shape our perceptions, incite our, our 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 thoughts and our conversations and and change our behavior to be consumers, okay, to be good consumers. That's why it's called commercial entertainment, because it's all a commercial. So so that's my little piece of the puzzle that I want to let people know. That, that you can add entertainment, consciously chosen entertainment into your toolbox of personal growth. And if you start restricting your entertainment to that which makes you feel better, and I'm not saying everything has to be happy, happy, happy. Real life is not happy. You listen to some of my songs. <laughs> I'm defying this reign of terror because status quo has got to go. I mean, we're not talking like topics here. We're talking heavy topics. You know, I got a song called Sleepless Night by Rich Ramsey and myself. And it's about depression. It's about getting out of depression. You know, you're still at war with your imagination, forgetting all that makes life bright. This is the time for your transformation. Relax your mind and sleep tonight. And then that song, for example. <clears throat> Rich had um, programmed some saxophone in there, and Scott Sumner is a saxophone player. He said, "Did you want me to play?" I'm like, "Yep, yep, sure, yep, yep, <laughs> yep." So he said, "Okay, th- push this button, push this button, push this button while I'm in the while I'm, I'm in the booth recording." So I pushed this button. I'm like, "Okay, nice. Let's do it again." And pushed another button. Okay, great. Let's do it again. And then I forgot to mute like one of my recordings and he played with himself, um Saxophone. And then he got done, I shut it off. He goes he goes, Oh, I messed that up because you, you, you I that messed that up because you didn't mute it. I go, Yeah? No, you gotta listen to this. And then I played it back and it ends in a beautiful saxophone duet. Relax your mind and sleep tonight. And this beautiful saxophone duet you out of this song to how to get out of depression so it's not about ignoring emotions but it's also about not nursing emotions you use those use the entertainment because nobody's going to listen to love overdrive about wonderful wonderful world you know work that work that feels like play makes the problems go away yeah okay i'm not even listening to that song this week okay because, because I don't feel happy-happy, you know? Um, but I might, I might feel like I could listen to a song if I'm angry about something going on in my work world. I could listen to the song that says, um, um, open up your eyes and see. Middle class has never been free, working for the man all day, desperately trying to stay out of his way. Okay, well, that's the song. Okay, I I can sing that song right now. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. at the end, it it, it talks about if you want to change the world, insight social evolution. Find your passion. Plan your action. Then pursue what's right for you. If you want to change the world, insight social evolution. Otherwise, the compromise is slavery and that was that's an old song now too i haven't that's an old song and 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 the thing is you know the whole idea that we have to work and and uh, that we have to work for a living because if we don't work we don't have that thing called fiat money that's another song and that fiat money is what the banks require for us to keep in our house so we got to do what our employers want and we've got to serve our employers best interests even if it's sometimes feels like we're working you know more than we're getting paid. I mean, I know a lot of salaried people or hourly people that are not, don't have overtime, but they're still working, right? Why are they working? Because if they don't, they'll lose their jobs. So so I, 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 I strive to reach people where they're at and give them lyrics and music in a format that helps them feel a little better. And that's where I'd like the world to go. I love it,
2: I love it, I love it. I love for the world to go there as well. Now, Ro, we're down to a few minutes for the show. So I just want to ask you, if people are interested in picking up or hearing your songs, where, where can they find find them?
1: My website is www.sassyalternativemusic.com. Sassy, as in my voice, S-A-S-S-Y, alternative, as in my voice, as indifferent music and I'm also on youtube rosemarie Ashley you can find me um i you can find my music in all the all the online stores um I've got it distributed everywhere and um if you like it, just uh, tell your friends.
2: Absolutely. And you definitely heard it here. No, you mentioned you, you're doing, you have a sales day job, but do you have any performances or anything where, where people can catch you live?
1: I don't have anything on the schedule right now. Um, <laughs> I have been pretty busy working about 60 or 70 hours, hours a week on my day job myself. So no, I don't have any live performances, but if you're in Metro Detroit um, and you would like a motivational speaker, singer, uh you can give me a call at 586-585-2626 or hit me up at sassyalternativemusic.com in our uh, uh contact us section. I I really enjoy giving the motivational speeches. I enjoy doing the um the uh performances and uh it's in it's in my it's in my goals to do more of it this coming year.
2: Absolutely, and we would love to be a part of helping you to pick up more of those motivational speaking events, singing events, so we're going to see what we can do to help you. We definitely want to thank you for being a guest on today's episode of Ash Sharifa AMA.
1: Thank you so much for having me again. It was so, such a pleasure to be on your show again.
2: Absolutely. You are very welcome. You are very welcome. So to everyone who is listening in right now, if you missed any part of this incredible show, you definitely want to listen to the show in the archives. If you were entertained just as much as I was entertained, then listen to it in, in, in its entirety. If you're interested in being a guest on Ask Sharifa AMA or for Advertising ap- Opportunities, please feel free to visit our website at asharifa.com. Again, that website is com. We will be back at the same time, 8 o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time tomorrow with yet another amazing guest. So make sure you check it out and let your friends know that AskSharifa AMA is here. Until next time, we're tuning out.